This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Welcome to another edition of Dental All-Stars, and I want to share with you a study club we did about what to do about references. And as always, we have our head instructor, Larry Gazzardo, and we're joined by Robin Reese, one of our all-star coaches and an HR specialist. Take a listen. So let's begin study club. We are talking about hiring, what to do about references. We have a lot of material um, in all-star about hiring and HR. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Ben Erickson. They've given a lot of guidance and a lot of great interviews with uh, uh, Tim Twig. Um, and so... We actually have one of their uh, top uh, HR specialists with us, uh, Robin Reese, okay, uh, one of Hi. all star Dental Academy's uh, fantastic coaches, uh, as well as an, an HR specialist. Um, we also have n none other than Larry Gazzardo, our head instructor. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go to Larry. He's going to kind of lay out the issue and give some comments while we take some notes for you. Then we're going to go into, have some commentary by Robin, and then we'll take any questions that uh, you may have. And of course, Alan, you're, we'd love to hear you weigh in, um, certainly on the, ch on the uh, chat uh, if you like. Um, we can also unmute you as well if you want to get on the action later. So um, always great to have you, Alan, my, my buddy Alan. All right, um, let's begin. Larry, it's, I'll just hand it over to you. I, I know this is just fantastic. Ace is on the on the line. Alan's on the line. Robin's here. Everybody's going to keep me legal. <laughs> <Everybody's gonna laughs> keep me. So I'm I'm glad to have everybody here, and I promise to to play nice. Um, we've had webinars and and study clubs in the past where we talked about the whole hiring process. There's several steps that have to follow. Uh, tonight, what we wanted to talk about was specifically the reference check. And the reason why we chose the reference check was because it's unbelievable to us how often somebody will be hired and uh, will have only taken their word on how well they're able to do their job. Their references were never checked. And of course, everybody who's ever done that kind of shot themselves in the foot because we learned things about this employee that we probably could have found out um, if we would have done some reference checking. So, so there's a, a lot of myths about reference checks, um, and so we want to dispel all that. We want to make it as easy as possible for you. But what I will tell you tonight is this. You are not allowed to hire anybody without checking their references. Uh, in my whole consulting career, um, I had always advised clients that you must check their references. I don't care who they are. Uh, you have to check their references. So we want to give you a process tonight, very simple one, uh, easy way to check references, uh, give you some order in the way that it's done, and, and, and even help you out with some questions that you can ask. Um, but definitely, um, and I think Robin and Alan would agree uh, that uh, if you're going to hire somebody, you have to check their references. So, so number one, when you're looking for a new hire, there's always that selection and then the interview process. Um, I would include in your application, uh, when you're interviewing somebody, I would have the uh, reference release form 
um, right there for that employee to sign. Um, so that way when you do go to check references, uh, you already have a form with their signature that says that it's okay for me to have contact you, you know, by the candidate and, and all that. So I would include that in the application process. Um, so there's the selection and interview process. Then I always recommend a skills assessment uh, in the old days. We used to call that the working interview. Uh, that's when you have the employee or the candidate come into the office, meet the staff, um, if they're going to be chairside or perhaps in hygiene or wherever, whatever position they're going to have, then you actually have them sit side by side with those folks, uh, see what they think about the office. Uh, we get an idea of their skills and what they're capable of doing. Um, I always like it when somebody comes in for a skills assessment that they do get to meet at, at the very least the people that they're going to work with. Um, but I think it's great when they can meet the whole team because most offices aren't that that large. So they meet the whole team and maybe even go out to lunch together. Um, and so that's done off the premises uh, where they can get away and they could get to know each other. Um, and so they can determine whether you know there's a good fit or not. Uh, the third part is the reference check, which we're going to go into today. I'm going to also add to the reference check that you may also include a background check. And I'm glad Alan is here because uh, he might have something to add to this. I've always referred to Ben Erickson and their, you know, that organization uh, if you're going to have a background check done uh, because it needs to be done correctly. There are certain regulations that fall under background checks. And my advice has always been have a third party do it. Uh, and so that way you get the right information. Um, but when it comes to a reference check, I would definitely have it in your staff policy manual that only the dentist can provide a reference and, um, uh, and have that clearly stated that other employees are not allowed to provide a reference uh, for their workability in that office. Only, only the dentist is able to do that. And um, um, I believe it is also required if you're going to do a background check that you do have to have a release for the background check, but my sense is, is it can't be included with the release for the reference release. These have to be two entirely separate forms. So the release could be a part of the application for checking references, but if you're going to do a background check, then you probably should have a separate form uh, for that. And I would only recommend the, the background check, obviously, um, if you're actually going to hire this person. Um, after the reference check, then we provide the uh, candidate with an offer and um, or possibly we're going to hire them on condition uh, depending on what we find in the references or what we determine from their skill assessment that we might be hiring them based on you know, them meeting a certain criteria. Uh, and then the final part is the onboarding where we want them to come on the staff we want them to feel like they can contribute, that they're a part of the team. Uh, we also want them to feel like they can learn the things that we need to uh, be able to teach them. So, so that's, the, that's the whole criteria uh, when you're interviewing and, and trying to fill a position. But I want to focus here just on the, the re reference check, uh, because the reference check is a real important part of the whole selection process. I, I cannot be more emphatic that um, you have to check references and nobody likes this and sometimes it's difficult to get a hold of people because dentists are very busy and often they cannot return phone calls during the middle of the day or something like that 
you may have to schedule time. When can I talk to you about this? I'm also trying to appeal to another dentist, um, dentist to dentist. It's like, look, I need your help so that when you're asking for somebody to provide a reference, you explain it that way. It's like, I need your help uh, because this person has come in for an interview and I'd like, you know, they've stated you as a reference and I'd like to talk to you about it. Um, I would also recommend that even if the applicant comes from an employment agency, uh, many times the employment agency should have verified references and all of that, but don't, don't go by it because I don't know how well they did it. I don't know exactly what it was that they verified. Um, I think that calling past job references is a really important part of the hiring process. So I don't, you're not off the hook, you know, um, even if you worked with an employment agency. And then uh, obviously, depending on the position, you may also want to verify the uh, candidate's educational credentials uh, if they have to have certain certifications for the position and um, if they have to have licenses and things like that. Part of that, I think, can be included in the, um, um, in the background check, um, but you might have to verify that. So, so what I would say to you is, right off the get-go, is there, there are no federal laws that restrict what information an employer can or cannot disclose about a former employee. You know, so there's no laws that they can't talk to you. And the way that you make it safe for them is by uh, letting the reference know that uh, so-and-so has applied for a position in our office and has told me some things about their experience, and I would just like to verify that with you. So, so a prior employer can answer questions beyond, yes, they worked here, or no, we wouldn't hire them. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk more about that if they won't answer your questions. But I want you to know that it is safe uh, for them to answer the questions. Uh, they cannot get into trouble uh, if they uh, kept to the context of the job you know, and the specific duties that this person was doing. And obviously, none of us are allowed to liable or slander anybody. Um, there, there may be some specific things in your state. Uh, most states are pretty much okay with it. Alan might be able to chime in a little bit about that. Um, but you can check with your, your state uh, uh, labor department if you're worried that there's things that you can't answer about a person. Uh, but to my knowledge, if it's about the job, and how the person performed their job based on what they've told you, uh, it's safe for that person to, you know, give you that information. So um, they should be able to say anything that's factual uh, and accurate. Um, I also recommend that the person who interviewed the applicant uh, should call the reference. And so in, in a dental office, generally that's going to be the, the dentist themselves. And I recommend that even though this person may be you know, working at the front desk or in another department and maybe another employee initially interviewed them to see if it was going to be a good fit. The final, the final interview um, should be with the dentist. And then obviously it's the dentist who should call uh, the reference. When you start the, uh, the, the check, you know, when you call the person, um, make sure that you do verify the employment dates, uh, their ending salary, uh, if it's a position that requires them to produce a certain amount and they've stated I could produce X, um, you want to verify that. Also verify their uh, attendance record and, and believe it or not, 
verify that they actually held the position that they say that they had. Uh, it's just surprising to me. I'll just say people have a habit of misstating facts, and so <laughs> it's important for you to uh, verify employment dates, their ending salary, uh, productivity, if, if it's uh, important to the job, their attendance record, and their position. Um, I'll also let you know that people don't always feel comfortable providing a reference, so I don't want you to misinterpret maybe their tone of voice or the fact that they're not readily offering information. Um, so don't don't think just because they're they're not very talky that it's it's um, something negative. I think a lot of times it's just because they know they should do it but they don't want to, <laughs> and so you're kind of dealing with a, a a prisoner, if you will. Well, first of all, Larry, amazing, amazing uh, content as always, and I think Alex has mentioned that before that you just have so much information to give and share. Um, so thank you for all of that. I was trying to type. But you're wrong. You're wrong. You. Everything you just said, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll probably go back uh, for the study club members uh, and just add a little more to this. Um, but one thing I, w I did want to answer or, or offer, I should say, um, with the reference check, when an employee um, resigns or is terminated, that Ben Erickson has a form called the authorization to give references. And so that is basically a layer of protection for the employer to be able to give that information out yep, freely yep, yep. Uh, with the um, employee's uh, permission. And also, you know, when somebody asks you to fill out a form um, to, to check references, you know, for the most part, that's giving permission to say, hey, you know, they performed well or they were a mediocre performer. Um, and, and also that, you know, it, it also protects the employer. Uh, where I think some some do get nervous, as you mentioned, about you know being reluctant to provide any information. Um, you have to understand that even some of your current employees might be applying for a mortgage or a loan, and they have to have verification of their employment. And so those references that they have to get too um, yeah, have yeah. to be done by the employer. Um, so just you know in that regard, as long as it's factual, like you said, as long as it's accurate, as long as you can back it up with information and data, there there is no restriction as to what you can provide. Now, you can't say she was a jerk or a bully because that's subjective, but you can say, you know, she was late 18 times this past month, and that's why we had to let her go. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's all I had to, to offer. Yeah, I, no, I think those are, are some good points. Um, again, when you're asking questions for the reference, we don't want them to feel like they're being interrogated. Um, you right. know, but you can ask specific things. Tell me about their communication skills. Um, you know, we we always recommend that you, when you're interviewing somebody, you ask them not how would you demonstrate teamwork, because they kind of know how to answer those questions. Um, but we would always ask them, when you had to demonstrate teamwork, tell me how you did that. You know, when you when you had right. to do this with your team in the past, you know, how, what did that look like? Write those things down, but then you can ask the reference, right. hey, you know, when so-and-so had to demonstrate teamwork, you know, how did she do that? You know what I mean? And kind of compare their answer to, you know, the answer Absolutely. that they had given you. Um, you can also be very, very subjective. Um, you know, Susie says she's a five. 
in taking photographs, you know, out of five, uh, would you give her the same rating? You know what I mean? So if it helps you yeah, to understand absolutely. how good they think they are uh, and all of that, you can kind of say, you know, she thought she was this good. Do, would you agree with that statement? You know? Um, absolutely. If, if, there's just, uh, that, if there's something that you're concerned about, like, um, you know, because dentists have very specific ways for photographs, for taking models, um, you know, seating a crown, whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's just like when... When when she did this in your office, what steps did she follow? You know what I mean? You you, you can ask those yep. questions. What steps did she yep. follow when she did this? Because, again, you're kind of comparing that to th the way you're going to do it in your office, but then also following up with the reference and, and saying, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and she seems like she's a good fit, um, but but give me your give me your idea of her ability to learn. How does she take on new things? You know what I mean? Because if I take right. these AACD right. with down shots and V shots and, you know, all that, you know, <laughs> right? and you're used right. to just taking a, a full face shot, you know, what's your experience when you had to introduce something new into the practice? So, again, just being very, very specific uh, about the question. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah. a great question. It really, and it also speaks to the cultural fit, which, again, like you said, you know, Somebody who works with a micromanager who is somebody who prefers to be autonomous with what they do, you know, give them the direction and then get out of their way so they can do it, they're not going to function very well with a micromanager. But maybe and dentists, and dentists, that are never, dentists are never micromanagers. Never. <laughs> yeah. well, and Robin, <laughs> maybe you maybe even know a little bit better about this. Um, you know, I always recommend in the interviewing process that you have the employee come in for a skills assessment at the very least, just to see how your place operates and see what they think about, you know, whether it's a good fit or not. Um, but I also like them to meet the staff and, and go off-site, not on-site, go off-site and go to lunch um, with at least the department that you're going to work with, or if you can, the whole team, depending on the size. Um, but part of that is a little bit sneaky here. It's all off-site. It's all off, you know, and it's, nothing here is official. But sometimes things come out, in you know, in those conversations. But but am I am I being kosher here? Oh, absolutely. Um, even though it's offsite and it's unofficial, it's still official. Okay. <laughs> um, but well, it I, is. It gives, in my mind, it's still official. It gives the official. candidate to relax, right? Yeah. yeah. It gives, allows the candidate to be, you know, kind of in a a non-interviewing environment, uh, and especially if it's a smaller team and you're going to be wearing many hats and cross training for sure, go out, let them, you know, have some lunch as time allows um, so that they can get to know who am I going to be spending my day with and working right. shoulder to shoulder with. Um, now, one thing I will tell you what is covered by um, protected concerted activities is I know a lot of people are real quick to Google a candidate just to see what pops up on social okay. media and Facebook. Okay, this is interesting. Um, now, I can tell you that cannot be used, that legally cannot be used in a hiring decision to Google somebody's social media accounts to see the kind of person they are. You cannot use that in your hiring decision. Hmm. So I always advise um, clients and dentists to, to stay away from that, as tempted as they are, mm -hmm. um, through a very thorough reference and background check. You will figure out the type of person this is. 
but you don't want to taint yourself with what they put on social media because you can't use that against them. So if you see on social media, happen to see it, you have to find evidence from another source to support your decision, essentially. Correct. Um, Correct. Yeah. What, wasn't that a change in the law? Because I, wasn't this big thing on TV that this teacher got fired because she had, um, you know, the social media stuff or whatever? Has that been a change of the law or a new law? Um, it, to my knowledge, no. It is still a um, federal um, protected concerted activity. Now, it depends on the type, I guess, oh, whatever. Oh, they extended it to social contract. media. Okay. Yeah, um, any, anything in social media, and it doesn't preclude um, illegal activity. Um, so, you know, if you have a candidate who you find out through other means and sources that are performing illegal activities, then, you know, through the basis of the job, if they're going to be handling money and you don't want to have this person in your, your practice, then for sure you can use that. But you, you can't strictly just look at their Facebook page and say, oh, no, I don't want to hire this person. Thank you to our guest, and thanks for listening to this podcast. Stay on for a quick introduction to the benefits of All-Star Dental Academy's training program. Years ago, you could just open up a practice and be a great clinician and patients would come. But dentistry is changing in a big way. How do you stay competitive? You have to improve your practice's customer service skills. But you retain little from seminars, and having someone come to your office can be expensive. So what's the answer? All-Star Dental Academy. We put practice management training online, available 24-7 in a systematic, done-for-you process that just works. It is the most comprehensive online training program in the industry. Don't take our word for it. We are partners and member benefits with a variety of leading industry groups. Unfortunately, 97% of dentists train their team less than once a year, if ever. Gain a competitive advantage and join the top 1% of dentists that train consistently. But we didn't stop with team training. Dentists acknowledge that they are not great at business. To compete with corporate practices, you need to be great at dentistry and the business of dentistry. So we created the All-Star Dental MBA to systematically upgrade your skills in leadership, management, marketing, and more. Get in touch and let's talk about how All-Star Dental Academy can help you improve phone conversion, manage broken appointments, build and keep an all-star team, and be the best you possible. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.